This is Bishop Damon S. White, Senior Pastor of Total Restoration Ministries, coming with something new in 2024. Amen. It's a podcast that is rimming from the TRM ministry entitled Picking Up the Pieces. You're probably wondering what's this about. We're not like everybody else. We're not trying to get paid. We're not trying to become popular, but we really want to deal with real-life issues that happen in the lives of saints, things that happen and people cover, you know, like the Apostle Peter. There are things that happen in our lives that can pivot your whole life, you know, one phone call away, one incident away from something happening that can pivot your whole life and have you trending downward. My mind often thinks about the Apostle Peter. Here was God. Jesus himself comes into the the world and, and, and takes the world by storm. No, nobody ever saw somebody be part human and part divine. Nobody ever saw somebody who had the ability to increase in divinity and decrease in humanity and then decrease in humanity and increase in divinity or vice versa. Nobody ever saw the things that he did. But it was also an awesome experience to call 12 unlearned men, Peter being one of them, and giving them purpose as they walk with him and he seeing his life change because he is walking with God Almighty, watching this man perform miracles, signs, and wonders, raising the dead, making the lame to walk, making the blind to see. And Peter is partaking in this only to have a situation that pivoted his whole life. It was a night when Jesus was arrested and you find Peter having the chance and opportunity to stand up for what gave him purpose. And instead of him standing up for it, he would do what most of us would do when put under pressure. He denies Christ, not just once, not just twice, not just three times. And I believe that it wasn't just the denial that got him. I thought also, too, it was the look that Christ gave him. The Bible says that Christ gave him a look. Well, prior to this look, there was a conversation that took place. The conversation was that Jesus told him this was going to happen. And Peter denied it and said he would never do this. He would never make this kind of mistake, only to have his life turned at a moment's notice because he denied Jesus Christ himself. And this was the last look he got. Could you imagine having something like that happen? We all go through circumstances, situations in which life seems to be going good at one point. And the next thing you know what happens is, is that something happens in our life that pivots us, it does a 180 degree turn and causes us to lose faith, to lose trust, to lose ourselves. The one thing that we have to understand as human beings is things happen. You cannot stop things from happening. Things happen. It doesn't matter. Car accident takes a loved one. Loved one turns up and gets a prognosis that they're sick. You know, could be a marriage that didn't work out, a relationship that goes sour. You know, a child dies before it's time. Things happen. We live in a world where things happen. Things happen in families. Things happen in churches. Things happen on jobs. Things happen in schools. Things happen. The one thing we have to understand as human beings is that This is why we thank and praise God because of the grace and mercy that keeps us because every single day that we leave our house, we are subject 
to something that can happen that can pivot your whole life. Ah, we pray, we, we consecrate, but nobody is exempt to life. Life has a way of throwing curveballs at us, you know, and there's just not that many bats in our hand to hit every pitch. Sometimes you're going to get hit, you're going to get, you're going to get dinged up because that's just life. And know a lot of people are super spiritual and, and just believe that because we get in church that God pauses life. He doesn't pause life. He sustains us in life. He keeps our minds sane when things happen in life. But he doesn't stop life. Life happens. People die. People get sick. You know, people hit tragedies. This is what happens. And you know, the thing about when things happen, it leads to a word that we often don't like talking about, and that is it leads to hurting. People hurt. Oh, yes, they do. People hurt. No matter how prideful people are, no matter how arrogant we can become, no matter how we try to hide, people hurt. You'd be surprised how many people go through life hurting and avoid the hurt. You'd be surprised how many people are still bleeding bleeding out from things that happened 15 and 20 years ago because they never, ever uh, dealt with the hurt. It's, a, it's, it's just a known fact that people don't like to deal with hurting things. And, and I find that hurting uh, leads to dysfunctionalism. Oh, yeah, this is what happens most of the time in the families and the people's life is that we... We don't deal with the hurts. We don't deal with the things that has happened in life because why? We had somebody tell us that men are not supposed to cry. Oh, how many times have you heard people tell you, uncles and fathers tell you that real men don't cry? But when you search scripture, the Bible says that when Lazarus passed, Jesus wept. And the last time I checked, he was a real man. So many of these analogies and so many of these different types of uh, false uh, information and encouragements and admonishments that we get from people all to try to hide the hurt. Hurting people is real life. It's real true. I even find even no matter when you get in church and you have an encounter with God and God saves us, you know, he allows us to be baptized and he fills us with his spirit and he puts us in a, in a community and we're able to worship with like-minded people. Uh, and sometimes we have, we have buried the hurt so far uh, deep that we never took the chance to deal with it. And I find that sometimes that God, uh, when he calls us into his family, he also resurrects the hurt. And hurting leads to dysfunctionalism. You see a lot of people that's dysfunctional. They'll never have addressed the hurt, and they'll try to go into new relationships with the same old pains, only to be in a dysfunctional relationship. They'll work a job dysfunctional. <laughs> you know, they'll get into church and get into church uh, government being dysfunctional. You know, they'll have professional careers being dysfunctional. Because why? Because they'll never, ever take a look at the, the hurting uh, part of their life. Because why? Because sometimes when people get hurt, it's better to cover the hurt than to deal with it. It's better to cover it, you know, because sometimes we're too prideful to talk about what hurt us. 
And so what happens is when hurt goes unaddressed, it will lead to a type of dysfunctionalism. It could be, amen, how a person thinks. Their whole way of thinking has changed because of one incident that happened. Because it could be a way a person looks, a way a person dresses, a way a person wears their hair. You'll know a person is dysfunctional, you know, when they, uh, uh, the type of folks they choose to hang around or the phobias of cutting certain folks off or won't go into certain atmospheres or environments or shop at certain stores because of things that happen. Because what has happened is unaddressed hurt leads to being dysfunctional. And, you know, I find the number one issue of why people are dysfunctional is because we have trained ourselves how to avoid pain. An athlete is being told that when they sprain an ankle or when they dislocate a finger, tape it up, take the shot, get back out on the court because a real athlete, a tough athlete, knows how to play through pain. And that may sound good when you're an athlete, but when you are a child of God, when you are a human being, nobody can play through pain because eventually what happens is the the pain starts playing you because you'll find ways. uh, And and this is what happens a lot of times when people like to avoid pain. When you avoid the pain, the pain comes out in different areas of your life. It will spill over into a marriage. Oh, yeah, you didn't been with somebody two or three years before you meet your final amen person that you're with and not realizing that the three-year-ago relationship is playing out in your current marriage. Why? Because you avoid the pain. And most of the time, people think by moving on from pain and not addressing the pain, they feel like this is what you have to do. But pain has a way of spilling out. It's like blood when you're bleeding. You can't, you can't put a Band-Aid over a fresh cut without addressing it because it's going to keep bleeding. And most likely what happens is if you go with an unaddressed wound, then what happens is you'll get an infection. And most of the time you'll see that people are living their lives being infected. They have a very strong infection in their life. Why? Because they went uh, with this mentality of avoiding the pain. And so when you talk about pain, you have to talk about pride because prideful people like to hide pain. Why? Because I don't want you to know what happened to me. It's embarrassing to talk about the things that happened in my life, especially when it involves, amen, things that which could be considered unorthodox in society. Nobody ever wants to expose the fact of things that has happened to them if somebody touched them, you know, if they were in a, 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 a relationship that was unorthodox. We like to not hide. We like to hide these things because pride, pride says, I don't want to look bad in front of the folks that know me. And so what happens is, you know, people, the number one issue is, is I have to spend my whole life avoiding pain. When you start having conversations about things that hit too close to home, they leave the room. (laughs) You know, especially in church, when you have altar calls and you call folks down, they look around to see who is going to look at them to come down, but never, ever looking to God saying, I need for this wound to be addressed because when I avoid pain, I realize that I'm not living normal. How many folks are abnormal or not living normal? Living a, a way in which you lie to yourself and tell yourself that you're okay. You tell yourself that you're good, but then when you are 
in a relationship or when you are on a job or when you are trying to function professionally, you find, amen, that the pains of your past spill over into the areas of your life that just doesn't sound good. This is why we're doing Picking Up the Pieces, because this podcast is going to be dealing with these issues that we're talking about today. Because I want people to understand that just because you're saved, just because you're in church, pain lingers. There's a lingering pain that is in all of us. The one thing I know about God is God is a, he's a healer. But here's the key. You know, healing sometimes doesn't come supernatural from the standpoint of you going to an altar. Somebody, man, who you feel is anointed, lay hands on you, and all of a sudden the pain goes away. Sometimes lingering pain, healing is a process. Healing is have to first come to agreement that there is something wrong. It has altered my behavior. It has made me dysfunctional. And I have lived in lingering pain for so long that I've gotten to the point where I've buried it so far underneath that I have never, ever addressed it. And sometimes lingering pain will betray you because when you think you're over it, it rises up at one of the most difficult times. Oh, picking up the pieces. This is a podcast that we're going to be doing once a month when we're going to be trying to talk about the issues. There are so many issues out there. You wonder why people get on drugs. You wonder why people drink alcohol. You wonder why people cannot be functional in relationships because why? Because they have missing pieces. Missing pieces. Refusing to deal with the hurt. Refusing to deal uh with the dysfunctionalism. Living my life in pain instead of living my life addressing the pain. And God uh, is, 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 is known to, to when, when bringing us into his family, uh, nothing, there's no stone that goes unturned. He's the master of getting into those areas of our lives that we have made off limits. Be surprised of how many preachers are preaching hurt. How many, amen, people who are singing hurt. You have to be amazed how many folks that are operating and functioning hurt. And you will believe and you can't even you won't even begin to believe how many people have learned how to function being broken. And God says in his word that he expects us to be broken when we come to him because he can only deal with the brokenhearted. But he doesn't he does not expect us to live broken. We come to him broken but we don't live broken. This is just not the way and how he operates. So this broadcast, this, this podcast that we're going to be doing uh, in the next probably 11 months is, is definitely dealing with that aspect of it. We're going to be talking about some things that has happened in people's lives. Are we trying to be the next Dr. Phil? <laughs> no, we're not. We're just trying to, to get people to know and to understand that God would like to make us whole. He wants to make us whole. He wants to, he wants to heal. and He wants to get into those places, as I stated before, that we have made off limits. So this is the introduction to the podcast that we entitled Picking Up the Pieces. We're looking to have some, some excellent episodes in the near future. 
Next month, we're going to be talking about grief. How long does it last? Oh, you know what I'm talking about. When you lose somebody and, and people, people think that, and, and the thing that drives me crazy about folks, when we go to funerals and, and when we, especially in church, you know, and people don't cry and they don't, they don't want to release their feelings, they think by sitting there being stone-faced at a funeral that that's being spiritual. And I really believe that's just being stupid because when you start talking about grief, you know, you grieve people who are important to you. And a part of the healing process, the Bible says this poor man cried and the Lord delivered him out of all of his fears. Deliverance sometimes comes when a person has the ability to use the mechanisms that God has given us. Tears is a part of the healing process. Where do we get off <laughs> sitting in a funeral being stone-faced? Because we think that that's being spiritual, that's being strong. To me, that's being very foolish. So this next month, we're going to be talking about grief. How long does it last? Is it something that lasts a long time? Are we supposed to just cry for a few days and then move on? Can grief come at a moment of time when you're not even thinking? Can it hit you? You know, can grief slow you down? How many feelings that are tied to grief? What are the different channels that, that, that you go through when you grieve somebody? Oh, it's a lot because you'll be surprised there are people who are still grieving and still can't move forward because of the fact that what they lost was devastating. And how do you heal from grief? So that's a piece we're going to deal with right there. We're just going to talk about grief, the pain of losing somebody. You know, how do you continue to live your life with that person being lost? How does God expect us to move on when he's allowed someone who was so important to us to be taken into eternity? You know, how are we supposed to continue to function and live a normal life, still be productive when you start seeing the people around you start to leave out and leave uh, in such a way that we said before, they move into eternity. So again, this is going to be something very interesting that we're going to deal with. It's called Picking Up the Pieces. It's a podcast that just deals with things that happen. As I stated, Peter walking with Jesus and his whole life pivoted off the denial. And Christ, who told him it was going to happen, ended up recovering him. And that's what the thing, that's the whole gist of the Picking Up the Pieces is letting God recover us in those areas of denial. So God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. You've been listening to Bishop Damon S. White give you the intro to picking up the pieces. Join us next month.